people. Love Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's The Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, beloved, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. You know the Bible is right, Lord God. And I know the Bible is right, and I'm glad about it. Glory to God. Well, beloved, glory to God. We, uh, we're in the book of Proverbs, the 21st verse. I'm sorry, the 21st chapter, the 10th verse. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, I just heard some things that, whoa. And uh, anyway, uh, Proverbs 21.10. And Proverbs 21.10, it says, <clears throat> The soul of the wicked desireth evil. His neighbor findeth no favor in his eyes. And then it says in the Positive Thinking Bible, Proverbs 21.10, evil people want to do wrong, even to their friends. And then in the Today's Living Bible, It says, an evil man loves to harm others. Being a good neighbor is out of his line. Tonight, glory to God, we have a tough subject to talk about, and that's about evil people. Evil people. You know, I don't don't pick the subjects. Uh, Whatever the subject matter is when we get to that verse, That's what I talk about that night. It just so happens we're talking about what evil people do. And I got some tough tough news about some evil that someone has done to a very close friend of mine. And that's why I'm feeling a little, um, but that's okay. Evil people, they're going to reap what they sow. They're going to reap what they sow. But in the Positive Thinking Bible, it says evil people want to do wrong. Now, it's very important, particularly for young people, to understand that there are evil, wicked people on the earth who will hurt and even try to destroy anyone around them. Now, listen, beloved, this just happened. This just happened about, I guess, about a week ago. A young girl, 14 years old, was kidnapped from one of our malls here. It's believed she met a man over social media and came to help him do some social media advertising for $400. So she left her safe home. Now she's only 14 years old. She left her, her, her home 
to make some fast money doing a media connection, not realizing that the $400 was baked for a young, immature girl to walk right into a human trafficking wicked man who snatched her and carried her off. She being immature at 14 had no idea what to do. And she just disappeared uh, and she's gone and hasn't been found yet. Amen. People have to understand that in the church and at home and in other places, there are good, wonderful people on the earth. But how many parents teach their young, naive children that there's also evil people who love to do wrong, uh, that, that, that they take joy in hurting others? Remember that the today's living Bible of this verse says, an evil man loves, loves to harm others. They love to harm. Amen? Glory to God. There's people. Now, I learned this uh, in, a, in a real way for about 20, 25 years. I was in the jail and prison ministry, and I would go into jails and prisons all across America, and I would say about, I'm just going to guess, I would say about 95, 98% of the prisoners were ordinary people. They looked just like ordinary people because they were ordinary guys. Uh, you know, you expect to see a criminal. You, you're thinking, I'm going to go in and these people don't look like criminals. No, they look like ordinary people because they are ordinary people who went a little afoul of the law. Maybe they didn't pay their child support payments. Or maybe they, uh, uh, whatever, but they weren't hardened criminals. But but my point is that while 98% of the guys were ordinary guys, there were that 2%, 3%, 4% who were really, really wicked. I mean, these boys were wicked. They needed to, and I, and it's a hard thing to say, but I could tell they needed to be in prison. These, there was no reform in these guys. I mean, from when they opened up their mouth, you could tell you need to be where you are, friend, because you're just, whoo, my goodness. There are, there are wicked, evil people on this earth. And a lot of times parents don't teach kids that. They keep the child safe at home feed them well, clothe them well. When it's time to go to school, make sure they get to school, make sure they get home and they feed them and they take care of their kids and all of that is wonderful. But they neglect to tell their children, now while there is right and left, up and down, uh, uh, winter and summer, there's also good and bad, good and evil. And there's evil people out there and you have to watch yourself. I can I can remember some things where uh, uh, folks did evil things right before my eyes, and I mean they were doing them to somebody else, but nonetheless I just couldn't believe that people would do that to other people just to do it. The person hadn't done anything to them, but just to do wicked evil, 
uh, to someone else just to have fun. It was just fun to them. There is good, but there's also evil. And a child and, and the naive must be taught to watch who they associate with. They have to be taught who to associate with. Why? Because, for instance, Proverbs 13.20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. It doesn't say bad companionship will hurt you. It says a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Destroyed. You hang out with the wrong people, you can be destroyed. And young people and the naive people must be taught this. Teaches us to watch who you associate with. You know, when I think about um, watching who you associate with and being in the wrong place at the wrong time, I think about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre back in the 1920s when Al Capone, it was Al Capone's gang up in Chicago, and he wanted to wipe out another gang. I think it was Bugsy Siegel. He wanted to wipe out another gang. And so to make a long story short, they uh, had, Al Capone had two guys dress up like policemen, and they came into the garage where this rival gang was, and they, they, you know, being the police, they said, okay, everybody stand up and get up against the wall. Everyone get up against the wall. Well, when, when all of the other gang members had, had turned around and was facing the wall, two guys with comps and machine guns came in that garage and shot every single person that was lined up against that wall. And it was so terrible, they called it a massacre. Now, what's the point there? The point, remember I said, you have to watch out your associations. You have to be careful who you're associating with. And my point is this. Not every one of those men that were leaned up against that wall were gang members. They weren't part of Bugsy Siegel's gang members. There was guys who, they were mechanics. This was a garage. So you had one or two guys who were simply mechanics in that garage. They were up against the wall. And then they had this one guy who he was a, um, a reporter, and he just liked the flashy uh, gang lifestyle. I mean, these guys, they had money. They had flashy suits on. They rode in, in big cars. And back in the 20s and 30s, you know, everybody wasn't rich. It was the Roaring Twenties, but everybody wasn't rich, and so he just liked being around uh, this excitement and big money and all kind of deals. Well, he happened to be in the garage that day, and so he was uh, shoved up against the wall. And so the three of them, two two mechanics that had nothing to do with gangs, it was a garage. They worked in the garage. They changed tires. They worked on engines. But what? They were in the wrong place at the wrong time. You have to be careful who you're associating with. I mean, if you're in a if you're in the garage of a gang, well, then you know that if anything gang comes down uh, because you're there, you could get hurt. You could get hurt. You can be at the wrong place and get hurt. You have to watch out 
who you associate with. Now, I want us to go, I also want us to go to, I also want us to go to 1 Kings, the 22nd chapter. 1 Kings, the 22nd chapter. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. This is a tough subject, amen, to teach that there are good people in the world, but there are evil, bad people in the world. Most people, they, they just want to hear, oh, it's, it's just wonderful. Everybody is just one. Yeah, everybody is not just wonderful. There's some people out there that will, if they get the opportunity, they'll hurt you. First Kings 1, 22, and we're going to start in the 29th verse. Amen. First Kings chapter 22, verse 29. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth-Gilead. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat. Now the king of, of Israel was a bad guy, okay? Uh, he, was, he, was not, he was not walking wholeheartedly with the Lord. And, and Jehoshaphat was his friend. So, but when the king of Israel was rejected by the Lord, Jehos, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, the king of um, Judah should have left him alone because they were friends. He came down there. And the, kid, and the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter into the battle, but put thou on thy robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and went into the battle. And the king of Syria commanded his 30 and two captains that had rule over his chariots, saying, Fight neither with small nor great, save only with the king of Israel. So the king of Syria uh, had about 30 guys who were a special team, and they were after the king of Israel. And they were told, don't fight in the battle. Don't get tied up with other people. You spy out where the king of Israel is, and that's who you go after, and that's who you destroy. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat was in the wrong place. He, he, he came down to be with his friend, and, but he was in the wrong place with his friend. He was associating with the wrong person. And so, and so his friend told him, you put on the royal robes, okay, and I'll take my royal robes off. That right there should have told him something was up. Oh, my goodness, I'm up against a commercial. Hold on. I'll be right back with the story. Hold on. I'll be right back. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. 
If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Beloved, we're talking about First Kings 2, 22. We're, we're considering, I'm going to jump back up to the 30th verse a second and reread that again. We're talking about associate, being careful who you associate with because you could be hurt bad. There's people in the world who are not nice people. And if you associate with the wrong person or if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you can get hurt bad. Verse 30, and the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat was the good guy. He said, the king of Israel said to him, I will disguise myself and enter into the battle, but put thou on thy their, his robes, and the king of Israel disguised himself and went into the battle. Now, why did he do that? Now, here's his friend. He was going into battle with Syria, and his friend Jehoshaphat came to visit him. So he asked Jehoshaphat, look, I'm going into battle. Will you go with me into battle? So Jehoshaphat, this is his friend. He says, okay, I'll go into battle with you. And his friend tells him, well, now I'm going to take off my royal robes. You put on your royal robes, but I'm going to take my royal robes off. And so they entered into the battle. Well, right there, that should have told Jehoshaphat something. Why does he want me to put on my royal robes and he's going to take his royal robes off? Because he didn't realize. He, 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 the other guy figured the enemy is going to come after me. And when they see the robes on Jehoshaphat, they're going to think that he's me and they're going to go after him and I'm going to escape and any harm that comes, Jehoshaphat's going to get. Huh? There's people, they'll, they'll hurt you. They'll do things to set you up. They'll do things for you to get hurt while they escape. So we told him, he said, you put on your royal robes, Jehoshaphat, and I will enter the battle. And he said, and it specifically says, and the king of Israel disguised himself and went into the battle. And it came to pass, I don't jump down to the 32nd verse. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots saw that Jehoshaphat, that they said, surely this is the king of Israel. And they turned aside to fight against him. And Jehoshaphat cried out. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariot perceived that it was not the king of Israel, that they turned back from pursuing him. What happened? They thought because Jehoshaphat had on royal robes, that he was the king of Judah. So they came after him, but he cried out and they said, whoa, whoa, we got the wrong guy. And our king has commanded us not to fight with anybody except the king of Judah. We're just, we're, we've got to catch him and destroy him. This ain't the king of Judah. So we're going to leave off chasing him. So they left off chasing him. But what happened? What happened to the joker who planned to get, Jehoshaphat knocked off if anything happened. It says in the 34th verse, and a certain man drew a bow at a venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Wherefore he said unto the driver of his chariot, turn thy hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. 
Amen. Glory to God. Bad thing. People reap what they sow. Now, this man reaped what he sowed. He tried to get away by disguising himself and by substituting someone else to pretend that they were the king so that folks would go after them. Huh? But how many know the wicked fall by their own wickedness? And 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 a, and a bowman drew an arrow. Just he just saw this guy. Didn't know the, the, the guy didn't have on royal robes. But he just said, "What the heck? I'll just shoot. I'll just shoot." And he shot and didn't realize he hit the intended target, the king of Judah. And the king of Judah told his the man that was uh, 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 driving the chariot to take him out of the battle. Amen. But the point of it is, is that Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, was in the wrong place, and he almost got himself killed. He was associating with the wrong person, and that association almost led to his end. Amen. You have to watch who you associate with because you will be influenced by them. You'll be influenced by those who you associate with. You will. Amen. That's why you want to surround yourself by God's people. You want to surround yourself with good Christians because they're going to give you good advice. Turn to the first chapter of Proverbs. Proverbs, the first chapter. You want to you wanna associate with and be around strong Christians because they're going to lead you the right way. They're going to give you the right counsel. They want no evil, amen? We're told to walk in love. That's who you want to associate with. Glory to God. Look at Proverbs. Look at Proverbs, the, the, the first chapter, the 10th verse. The first chapter, the 10th verse, somebody is giving, uh, uh, Solomon is talking to his young son. And what is he teaching? He's teaching his young son exactly what I'm teaching. He's teaching his young son that there are good people out here in this world, but there's also evil people out in the world. And he's teaching him, don't listen to evil people. They will steer you wrong. They will give you the wrong advice. They'll cause you to get hurt and messed up. And look at Proverbs 110. Uh, uh, Solomon says to his son, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent not thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave. And whole is those that go down into the pit. Glory to God. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in that light among us. We'll all have one purse. Amen. Uh, and then Solomon tells him, My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. What is he saying? The same thing I'm teaching tonight, that there's people, their feet run to evil, and they're quick to shed blood. They're quick to shed blood. You know, uh, one time um, uh, when I was in high school, I was high school age. I wasn't saved at this time. And there were two men standing 
on the street, and there were a bunch of high school students, just high school students. And one of the men said, who is the strongest man here? Who, who considers himself to be the strong man here? And so a young man, I guess he was on the football team, he said, well, I feel pretty strong. He said, oh, you're a strong guy, huh? And we said, yes. Now, we're high school students. We don't know that there's evil in the world. We're naive. Huh? You're brought up in good families. Your 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 only thing you know is Christmas and going to uh, a school and coming home and all these wonderful things. No one is warning you that there's evil people in the world. So this guy says, "Oh, you're the toughest guy here." And the guy says, "Yeah, I'm pretty strong. I'm pretty tough." Well, we heard this bang just like that, and we didn't know it at the time, but that was a diversion. When we heard the bang, we all turned our heads the opposite way. And them two guys did something to this because when we turned back our heads the other way and looked, this young boy was on the ground breathing for his very life. He was fighting for us. Now, we, because, because we had been diverted, we didn't see what these two men did to this kid. We didn't see what they did to him. Amen? But when we turned back and looked, this young boy, innocent young boy, high school boy, laying on the ground, breathing. as You could hear him a block away he was breathing so hard. Amen? Now, we were kids, but somehow it was communicated to us, these men are evil. They are evil. Why would they do that evil to somebody? And the kid didn't do anything to them. He didn't attack them or curse them out or hurt them. But there's people out here. Who just, it's just like this verse says. It's just like this verse says. What did this verse say in the Today's Living Bible, 2120? It says, an evil man loves to harm others, unquote. They love, there's people in the world who love to harm you, to do hurt to you. Amen? And you got to teach your kids that there's good people and there's evil people. Is that so, Pastor? Why? Well, look at Proverbs right here. What is, what is Solomon doing? He's teaching his child. He says, son, there's evil people in the world, and they're going to tell you, come on, come with us, and we're going to make a lot of money. We're going to be robbing people and killing them. And he, and he says, son, son, don't go with them. They're evil. Amen? And a lot of times we protect our kids. Oh, we only take them to school and the church. And they're so protected that this 14-year-old girl, she was so naive and so protect. She did not, she was so naive and so immature. She had not even had the experience of life to realize that people don't give away $400. They don't give away $400. But she believed everything she told because Mama never lied to her. Daddy never lied to her. The children at school never lied to her. She thought, I can believe any, everybody. Everybody tells the truth, don't they? And this man, I'm a whiz on the phone, the cell phone, and he wants help on his cell phone how to do this and how to do it. He's going to pay me $400. And so I'm going to go right down there to that mall, and I'm going to get $400 from this guy because, see, I'm so smart. I know how to make money over the internet, on my phone. I work from home. I'm smart. I'm going to make big money, quick money, 
Amen. This man is going to give me $400. I'm going to show him how to use, how to, how to hook this up and do this and do that. It's easy for me because I, I just do that just like that. But this is an old guy. He probably don't know what he's doing. I'm going to go down there, and he promised to give me $400. Naive girl didn't understand people don't give away money. They don't give away money. If they give you money, they're expecting something, or they're going to snatch you. And that's exactly what they did. They snatched this girl, and she ain't been heard of since. Amen. And so now, because she's naive, because some somebody never taught her, there are sweet, sweetie, sweetie people in the world, like your mama, like your daddy, like the people in church, like your teacher at school that just loves you. But sweetie pie, there are people who they love, they enjoy hurting people. And you have to learn that. That's what Solomon is saying right here in the first chapter of Proverbs. It's an example. He's doing the identical thing that I'm doing tonight. He says, son, there's evil people. And when they tell you, come on, come with us, you tell them, no, no, no. If you don't arm your kids, if you don't arm the naive, they're going to think everybody's as sweet as you. And so when a man tells them, come on, get in the van, come over here. They say, this is, I found a cell phone. Is this your cell phone? Is this your cell phone? I found this iPhone. Is this your iPhone? Now, what's the average 14-year-old kid going to do? Even if they know it's not their cell phone, they're going to go over there and look at it just to look at it. Oh, you found a cell phone? Let me see. And when they walk over to that van, that's the last cell phone they'll see. Amen. Now, this is a true story. Somewhere in this world, somewhere in this world, there's that young girl, 14 years old. This actually happened. She was abducted. And now she's a sex slave probably somewhere or chained to a bed somewhere. And she's 14. She pro- The reason they snatched the young people is because they know they're naive. They don't know what to do. Everything they've ever known to do, they've listened. Mama tells her to do this. Mama tells her when to get up. Mama tells her everything. They, they, they're so naive, they don't know what to do. And that's exactly why they're snatched. They're young and they're ignorant. They're immature. They don't know what to do. So I can snatch them. They don't even know how to scream out and say, I'm being abducted. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being raped. I'm being stolen. They just go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Let me down. Let me. Oh, they're going to let you down, all right. They're going to let you down in the, in, in, the, in the van and stick in your arms some dope to make you knock out so they can take you to some place and chain you to a bed. All because someone didn't want to talk about the, t- the tough subject. You have to teach people there's up and down, left and right, but there's also good and bad. Good and wicked. Amen. I'm over time. The Bible has the answers. I, this is a tough subject, but I love you. Bye bye. See you next week. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. 
Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. 